Welcome to Day 223 of The New Way. Yesterday we read all four accounts of Jesus sending his disciples to get a donkey foal for him to ride into Jerusalem for what we now call Palm Sunday. I won't reread all four versions since they are very similar. I'll just reread Matthew 21, 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a coat, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the coat and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Yesterday we talked about the disciples getting a coat for Jesus to ride on into Jerusalem. There's something else I don't want you to miss. It's found in Luke 19.30. Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Now, I don't know how much you know about riding horses or donkeys, but there's a little phrase that is powerful if you understand it. These verses say that this coat had never been ridden. I've seen my granddaddy White break a pony for riding. That is, he would teach it to submit to having something on its back. He would start by placing something lightweight, like a blanket, on its back. The coat would buck and buck ferociously to try to get whatever was on his back off. Then Granddaddy would gradually increase the weight on the coat's back until it would tolerate a 100-pound feed sack. When the coat began to tire from bucking and was beginning to get a little more used to the weight on his back, Granddaddy would attempt to sit on the animal's back. It was usually not a very pretty picture. The animal almost always won the first several rounds, and the trainer 
had better know how to land because he will be flying off that animal over and over and over again. But finally, when the coat was totally exhausted from bucking, it would finally submit to the rider. Sometimes it took several days of this, sometimes only a few hours, but I've never heard of a coat submitting immediately. What does that tell you about Jesus's power over his creation? I believe this is just more evidence that Jesus was God. The donkey apparently recognized his creator and submitted to Jesus sitting on his back the very first time. Prophets had said that the Messiah would arrive on a donkey's coat and would ride into the city of Jerusalem. The people immediately responded to this fulfillment of prophecy and they began to sing praises to God for sending their Messiah. The whole town began celebrating because everyone believed that now Jesus would overthrow the Roman government and set the people free politically. What do you think the disciples were thinking? Jesus certainly deserved this praise and adoration. If I were one of the disciples, I think I would be so thrilled to realize that after almost three years of following Jesus, it was finally happening. The great day had arrived to announce his kingdom. I think the disciples were bursting with pride and thrilled that finally Jesus was being recognized and honored as the Messiah. How do you treat Jesus? Do you get excited about his presence or getting to worship him? Jesus deserves our constant worship and adoration and praise. But not everyone was happy that day. I'll read Luke 19:39. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Now listen to Jesus' reply in Luke 19, verse 40. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. I believe Jesus meant it. All creation was excited that the time of the Messiah was near. I wonder what that would have sounded like. We've recently moved to Florida, and I am fascinated by the sounds of the birds and the frogs and even the insects at various times of the day or seasons. Can you imagine if every created thing began to sing out all at the same time? That would be amazing. When I imagine the rock singing, I hear a very awesome bass riff under it all. That would be some praise service. In his service, Dale.